people said there was no way that we could do it. They said it wouldn't last, they said. They said, two blokes talking, rubbish. They said, I don't get what it, all the fuss is about. Nonsense. Well, listener, you are about to listen to the 130th edition of the Pranks and Firth podcast. With me, Ash Frith, a comedian who has had a string of gigs I just can't wait to tell you about. And via the internet, somewhere in Dubai, where he is now living as a, a sort of prince, it's Justin Panks. Hello, Justin. I've gone Dubai uh, house music. Yeah, same thing, mate. It's like the affluent, up-and-coming... Lots of sand, certainly. Where? Very flat and sandy. Both places, Dubai and Norfolk. It's not sandy. No, we've got beaches. It's on the coast. Is that what you mean? Well, it's very sandy soil, isn't it, Norfolk? Oh, no, very clay. Yeah, it's what good is for... It? Grow... No, it's very good for arable farming, especially taters. Arable, uh, see? Yeah. You can't put the Arab in Norfolk. Exactly! How are you? I've got bad news. Oh, no, man. What's wrong? Death in the family. I didn't like it when I said man. I didn't like it when I said man. Death in the family. You're not cutting it out. I'm not going to let you cut it out. I'm going to keep referring to it so you can't cut it out. When you just said man. Hey, there's been a death in the family. R.I.P. The Saab is gone. No. Yeah. It'd been through so much shit. I've just spent money on it and then it died. What happened? Driving. Clutch pedal kept sticking down. I had to keep pulling it up with my foot. And I'm thinking, oh, the clutch pedal was getting. Drove to the golf course. Played golf. Came out round the corner. Clutch pedal's just gone boom down at the floor. And even when I'm pulling it up, the clutch isn't engaging. Luckily, had AA cover. I mean, I was I was stopped on a dual, car- where it's dual carriageway. Two dual carriageways converged like a roundabout with traffic lights. And I've broke down on that. Oh no, was there traffic behind you? Oh, fucking hell, mate. It was horrible. Because, like, old people <laughs> kept driving. I had no hazards on, but old people would pull up behind me. And then people would, like, oh, queue up. No, that makes you mad. Yeah. Like, why? Stop getting behind. They think they're in a queue. Yeah, yeah. Old and then everyone's beeping me. Queuing, and they? people are driving That's past it. me, slowing down and waving their arms at me. And I'm waving back. I fucking broke down. Leave me alone. Like, and, um, it's so, really... so weird that happens. Yeah. Old people are just naturally attracted to queues. That's what it is. So, yeah, we're British in our blood. So then, so then like, I get towed to a garage and I, and I go down there. This was Friday. Go down there Monday. I go, come down and get my golf I'll tell pops. you who else got towed to a garage. Who? 
mole. Toad. Remember the windy the willow. Toad to a carriage. Because <laughs> Toad is just a car. He used to drive a car, didn't he? Why oh, did Toad... God. Right, so yeah. I could... Do this for a living. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, I always got Toad to the garage. Come on. Mario, when he was souping up his friend's car. Yep, yep, yep. Toad yep. is a... So anyway... Um, don't switch off, listener. Don't switch off. Uh, so anyway, I went down there yesterday. I go, I got... Oh, yeah, yesterday. I go, oh, it's my sob. I can't get my golf clubs out of the boot. And he goes, oh, I'm glad you have looked at it. Went, yeah, he went, it's not good. Oh, I went, no. I went, what, what? He goes, uh, I filled the clutch thing back up with fluid and it was fine. And he goes, by the time I drove out, he goes, you need a whole new clutch, 1,200 quid. Car's worth about did five. He say, did he say drive as well? Yeah, he's from Norfolk, mate. He said, I, I, he goes, I drive, it, I drive it over there. That weren't even Norfolk. See, even I'm from here and do the Somerset accent by mistake. That's how <laughs> fucked up it is. He went, well, I drive it. He goes, and uh, 1,200 quid. And I go, well, I'm not doing that. The car's worth about five. And he goes, yeah, I know. So I said, um, listen, I said, uh, I'll come get someone to take it away. And I just haven't. It's just still parked down this carriage. <laughs> and all day today, I was like, I've got to sort it out. I better ring him. But I was like, I'll wait till he rings me and then I'll apologise profusely. But I am going to, I've got to get, like, I'm going to scrap it, get someone to pick it up. I've, I've sorted out a loan. I'm looking, I'm car shopping, but I don't know if it's about you. Nothing, I, nothing I hate more than car shopping because I just always, always, the negative part of me thinks, I'm going to buy a nail and it's going to break down in a week. Yeah. I was almost well, tempted I... to get it fixed just so I know the car, but it's just like, I just know I'm going to borrow some money, I'm going to buy a car, be happy with it. And then I, I thought that when I bought that, to be fair. And I just think that I had that like about five years and it was trouble free until the car. end. It's it was until car. the end. Then there's like Nana, good until the end. And then uh, everything goes wrong. But um, smother it. I'm talking about Nana Muscuri. Great, great artist. I uh, but yeah, I'm gonna buy a car, and I just get, I just get this negative. I don't feel positive and excited about buying a car. I just feel negative, and I'm gonna get ripped off. Well, you can get some sort of warranty, can't you? They're not worth the paper they're written on, mate. No, of course not. But anyway, so I've used the AA three times in like the past few months, and I'd never go. Ones. I'd never be without them. That is brilliant. You love them. Very nice men. He's very nice man. <laughs> and uh, what was that one? The Kevin. I can't remember. I buried the car. Remember that? Was that the AA? Oh yeah. Oh. I'm not helping much. Can my dad? Well, there's certain adverts that stick in everyone's head, right? Oh yeah, no! It was a my little sandwiches. Boy. That one. PMA. I don't even know he what it was for. The... Kevin buried the car. I'm not helping much. Can my dad? Kevin. Yeah, that. I can't remember what that was for. How did the AA help there? I don't know if it was for the AA, but it might not. I thought it was, but it might not have been. It was for something else. It was car trouble, though. That was the theme. And do you remember? Oh, no, my sandwiches. What was that one? Persil. Is that is that a black family? The dad's in the garden. Oh, yeah, Was yeah, he yeah. telling his son, like, PMA, his sports day's coming up? Was it that? Was that a different one? And then his sandwiches leaked all over his kit in his bag. I can't. Why would his sandwiches have leaked? What was he having in his sandwiches? Jam. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> you put me on the spot there. I just had to think quick, didn't I? But um, why the fuck did we get to... No, I'll tell you what, I've got, I've got, I'll tell you what. Shame. I'll tell you what, mate. I went on my, my banking app and I was like, well, look, press this button. It said services, loan. 
how much do you want to borrow? I pressed about three more little icons. It said approved. I had like a few grand in my account. It shouldn't be that easy, should it? Absolutely crazy. Did They're not speak to them. anyone. They say, no, I haven't got any money. They're just like, yeah, you have some money. You have some money. Well, it used to be you had to go and put on your suit and go down no. and speak to your bank manager. No, fucking thank fuck we ain't got to do that anymore. Yeah, well, I remember my dad going to get a loan and being nervous, like mm. a business loan, mm. and actually being nervous mm. about having to go down there. Mm. Nowadays, there's no there's no bank manager anymore. There's someone who manages the staff in a bank. No one's managing the money anymore. I remember once when I lived in London, I wanted to get a loan. I think I wanted to buy like a Mac at the time to do video editing. I had like some lofty idea of making a film or something ridiculous like that. And I was like, I'll just get a loan, get a loan, make a film. And... Um, I went down the bank and he's like, well, how much do you earn? I told him. And he goes, how much no. is your rent? I told him. He said, how much do you spend on food? He's going, because you haven't got any money. Why haven't you got any money? He goes, we have to go free. He's like a personal banker. Yeah. Yeah. So I told him what I earned. He goes, how much do you spend on going out, like socialising? I went, about £100 a day. <laughs> That's <laughs> true as well. He was like, just like turned the, he had the computer screen turned around so we could both see it, and then he like turned it back away from him. No, you, you spent too much on going out, so they wouldn't give me a loan because I just finished work going to the pub, and then uh, I'd somehow I'd like wake up the next day and I was at work again. I don't know what the fuck happened in between. It's a lovely story. Happy times. <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? Because that in America, that story ends with you saying you were abducted by aliens and you were yeah, probed yeah, in yeah, the yeah, anus. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that is what that is, isn't it? George, let me say... tell you something else. Go on. I just completely changing the subject. I could see my breath. Yeah, I saw my. I said that today. I thought to myself, I'm indoors. Oh, well, that's different. You <laughs> I'm in the pod teeth, booth, mate. aren't I? I'm in the loft pod yeah, booth. No, I said this is the first time I can see my breath. It's cold. But, All of a sudden, it's winter, isn't it? It's like four degrees but here. Do you remember in the summer? I had fat. I was like, "Oh, sorry, listener, if you can hear the fan running." Yeah. Oh, it's cold up in the pod booth in the winter. It's the first winter in the old pod well, booth. You need to oh, get a heater, no. mate. Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course, it's the it first is. Winter in the you pod need to booth. get a heater. One of those little plug-in radiators. Do you want to hear about my uh, my gig situation this week? Uh, go on then. Nobody wants to do hear you... about. Listen, Ash. Can I just say, Tank? Nobody wants to hear about these brilliant gigs where you go and you have a green room and it's all set up and it's perfect and it runs like clockwork and you're carried aloft on shoulders after having an amazing gig. No one wants to hear that. But tell us about just tell us about your gig. <laughs> well, you don't know how true that is. So, for it all started off where I had a, a sort of okay gig. You know, like a 5 out of 10. Survival Everything's gig. Fine. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It was good. It was a good audience. They laughed. But I didn't... Because sometimes, nine times out of ten, I gig, and I think possibly I'm the greatest comedian on earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's standard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I say eight times out of ten, let's say that. So then I had a gig that was just fine. It was fine. And you do the gig and you go, oh, it's fine. And then I did a tweet. I sent a tweet out and I said, I think that was on the Friday, and I said, um, I think I might have peaked. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm, I might. This might be the downward curve for me now. Yeah. And then someone lovingly tweeted, "No, it's not. Tomorrow night is where you peak. You're going to smash it." And I said, "You wouldn't be saying that if you knew the shithole I was gigging in." He said, "I do know it. I booked you." Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Yeah. That's not a good start, is it? It's a bad start, mate. It's a bad start. Don't slag off the gig, A, before you do it, and B, to the person who's put the night on and is paying you. And not only slag, you could have a shithole. Oh, man. But, but to be fair, you're saying that in a public forum, so... It was stupid. Yeah, you should know better than that, really. But I'm a truth speaker. You know that as well as anyone. Yeah, sure. Um, So, I turn up to the gig, and the first act is on. Mm-hmm. And I can hear he's having a battle. Mm-hmm. He's having a battle. Right. He's doing okay, but he's having a bit it of a happens. battle. And I, so I wait outside the room before I go in, because as I sort of poke my head half in... I can't see the act on stage, but I can see all of the audience mm-hmm. are sort of almost facing me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, right, he's just right, he's and just you inside. Like the door. what you saw? Well, I couldn't really see much, but then what I did notice was the number of people that were coming out of the room. Okay, there was so much. So That's I was never thinking, a good right, sign. Ob- I thought there's obviously uh, a comedy gig going on here, but there's a bar or something, and people are just coming and going, so it's not a separate room. Then the people that had come out, they would go outside for a fag or into the toilets for five minutes and then back out and then back in the toilet. They must have needed a lot of wheeze, you know what I mean? They must have needed the toilet a lot because, mm. oh God, they were in and out. Maybe they were going in there to get toilet paper to blow their nose because they all sound like they had the sniffles, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, but they were good friends because they kept going together. So And talking about starting good. a business with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, talking about cocaine. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then, um, so he finished, and um, I went into the room, and he was like, "Oh, it was hard, hard work, but you know, blah blah blah. It was, it was fine." Then the there was a break, and the MC then went to go back on stage. So there was two middle acts, right? And he was trying to get them to settle down, but they were just up and down, up and down, up and down, constantly while he's talking. He's like, "Can you just sit down?" Can we all just sit down? Similar to... The, it was the same MC that told a woman to get off the stage the week before. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't. So then he brings on the first of the middle acts. And she did well. She did fine. They sort of listen. But again, there's so many people getting up and down to go to the toilet. But they probably listened more to her. You know, the extra beer inside them probably had done them the world of good. Then the MC goes back on to bring on your next middle spot. And I would say 80% of the audience just get up and leave mm-hmm. the room. Right. And he's like, we're, we're having a break. Like, you've only had to sit there for 10 minutes. Like, there's another act. But so many people had left the room that he said, right, I'm going to have to... Like, after, after 10 minutes or so of him trying to wait for people to come back from the toilets, he said, I'm going to have to have the break now. So he put a break there. And then a woman come up to him and said, "Oh, you were meant to do the um, the raffle in that br- in that section." He goes back on the stage, went in the break, and does the raffle to maybe ten people in the room. Yep. Then they come back after the break, and they're up and down, up and down, up and down. And then friend of the show Matt Adlington, who's the other middle spot, goes on, and he gets the best of it of the room. Like he, I mean, there's still people up and down. But he did really well. I have to say, it's probably one of the most controlled I've ever seen him. He uh, he had to deal with it, and he sort of stepped away from his script, and he just spoke to the audience. He went into the audience, and 
he didn't care, I think, was the thing. You know, he just was like, you're clearly being out of order. Um, nothing to lose. And I'm just... Yeah, he had nothing to lose. So he did well. Then they brought me on. So I made reference to the... I said straight away it was like a uh, generation game, but for drug takers, which I thought was a lovely little line. Just, oh, a cocaine addict. Every time someone walked out, cocaine, heroin, uh, MDMA. And that they liked that. And that took a bit of the piss out of them. But there was one guy who was unconscious for 90% of the entire gig, right? He was just laying there completely... Um, well, I don't know. I know this isn't the case, but if you can you imagine if you were going to tranquilise a horse? Yep. Ketamine was my drug of choice. <laughs> well, it was almost like... Imagine if there was a human version of ketamine that someone had seen him take it. Well, Peter, humans take ketamine. I, yeah, yeah, I know, mate. Was he in the K-hole? <laughs> He was in Let's the go K-hole. through the K-hole with fucking... <laughs> he was deep in the K-hole. I was trying to skirt around that issue, but yes, he was, someone had seen him doing it. And so he's still just in the gig. And imagine, I think it's such a weird thing, such a weird working environment when you know someone is off their face on drugs yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just fine that he's there. And so I did all right. It was a reasonable gig. You know, some people say it's the best thing they've ever seen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um... And I then went over to talk to they the... They were on MDMA, the, them people. Exactly. The audience, the, the the other acts and stuff I was talking to, all of a sudden there's a commotion. Ketamine boy is just urinating up against the wall. Now, this is internal wall. Internal wall. Mm. He's just in the venue, taking a slash. <laughs> just inside. And I was just like... And then someone in the audience went, are you all right? I went, I don't think I am, really, no. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And uh, That's pretty, yeah. that's, pretty that's quite extreme, isn't it? As it's in terms really of poor behaviour. Someone just pissing in the venue. And when he was chucked out, the the guy who ran the place just said, and you're not welcome back. Bring some <laughs> Dettol next time you come you're back. Not, you're not welcome back. Fuck You're not welcome back. Well, I, I, well, going back to the raffle, I did a gig. It was the first one. It was in um, Burgess Hill near Brighton, I guess. Lovely place. And it was the. It was called the Constitutional Club. So I get there and I go to the bloke. Yeah, what yeah, does yeah, that yeah. mean? And he goes, "Oh, it's the Conservative Club, but no one used to come in here, so we changed the name, and now it's packed." Or, yeah, they all have. Right, they all have. So, um, they, he goes, "Right, uh, I wanted you to do the raffle board." I got there early. I was at MC. He goes, "I want you to do the raffle for the headline." I went, "No." You're not doing it before a headliner. He goes, you what? No. I go, no. What time do you want to do the raffle? He goes, half ten. I said, right, I'll finish it half ten. I'll wrap the show up and I'll get you on to do the raffle. I, I stuck my foot down. I said, you're not doing it during the show. He goes, what about another? I said, not in a break. You're not doing it before the show. You're not doing it in a break. You're not doing it before any of the acts. I will get the show over and then you can do your little raffle. But you're not doing it during the show. Said it like that. I think that's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, I said, you're not doing it. He goes, ooh, I'm, I'm here. I think the bloke will book me. He books me for a lot. He goes, he, he phoned me and he said, I booked you because this is the first one I want to go regular. Just get there and make sure everything's fine, runs smoothly. And I said, you're not doing a raffle during the show. Well, that's straightened it out for the next exactly. few months, Exactly, and they, they were going, it's the fat, best night they've had in there. He goes, normally on a Saturday we'll have like 25 in this, our quietest night for some reason, because I'm more of a midweek drinker. There's like 120 people in there. And it was like five or ahead, and they're all boozing, and they want to do, they want to go regular. And I, that's what I just said. I said you got to turn them light. I was being right knob about it. I got to turn them lights out. Those side lights have got to go off. 
and they go, we're doing table service. I says, look, you've set it up and you've got the extra staff in, so do table service tonight, but don't do that again. You're better off having yeah, longer yeah. breaks. Because people, yeah, they I mean, might not understand. But... Mate, listen to this. And this sounds like they were taking the piss, but it was everyone confirmed it. I got up on stage. I spoke, the, I spoke to three blokes in the front row that weren't sat together, and I, they swear it was true. And everyone at the bar stopped going, that is true. We, they knew everyone in there. The first three blokes I spoke to were all called Trevor and were gardeners. <laughs> so I go, what's your name? He goes, Trevor, what do you do, gardener? I go, do you garden around here? He's like, no. I go, who the fuck commutes to do gardening? Where'd you go like this? Then I speak to the next bloke, which is named Trevor, what do you do? I'm a gardener as well. I was like, oh, fuck off. And they're like, they were, no, he isn't. Like, they were. Three blokes in the front three row. Three On three separate tables, all called Trevor, and they were gardeners. That is incredible. Isn't it? Absolutely incredible. So then you start saying, is there anyone here not called Trevor? And like... Yeah, it was, it was quite funny actually. Like everyone is from this woman goes. I go, where are you from? I go, is anyone here not from Burgess Hill? She goes, me. I go, where are you from? She goes, East End. I go, how long you lived here? She's like thirty eight years. So she's I from go, where you are from here, ain't you? And I go, why did you move? Why did you move here? She goes, I want to go somewhere nice. I go, that's. A, she goes, I want to move somewhere nice. I go, that's a really polite way of saying you're a massive racist. Yeah. She went, yeah, how did they I take am. That? I'm like, well, don't fucking admit it. Well, I did a thing. I said, give me a cheer if you're on Class A drugs. And about four people went, hey! <laughs> I was like, you fucking idiots. It's getting in Class A, because they wouldn't have it's cheered. So, it's so stupid. Give me a cheer if you're on ketamine. <laughs> like, three weeks later. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, just like he's on a fucking delay. So I had quite a decent gig, actually. But I got mugged off a bit by the headline act. Why? What happened? I don't know what the problem is. He came in, and I just opened, and I did really well with the first section. It was the first one I've ever had. I said, who's never been to comedy like none of them had? And uh, Nobody in the room had ever been to a comedy night before? No one said anything, but I, I believe they didn't. I, everyone lived in... I don't think they travelled much. So anyway, the headline act goes... Like, the middle act couple that turns up, he goes, what have they been like? Like in the first interval... Then the headline act went, yeah, they've been right. And he pointed at me, he's been swearing, F this, F that. He's been swearing his head off, like that. I was like, yeah, and? Yeah, yeah I can do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? So then later on, the treasurer came over and I went, oh, yeah, they said to me when I was getting a doctor to swear, I go, as long as you're fucking brave and just fucking give it some, you can fucking say what the fuck you want. I went like that. And he knew I was having a bit of piss me off. Anyway, <laughs> I should have said anything to make work for you, but I thought, you cunt. What are you talking <laughs> But it wasn't say so that was my gig. But like I said, the raffle you can't do it. You cannot do no, it. No, raffle's stupid. I don't know. People get silly ideas, don't they? Well, they just think you can pick up. They just think comedy stuff. you can pick up where you leave off, you know. But you get you build momentum. Then they start listening. Then you have a boring raffle. It always takes too long. People have to walk up to the stage to pick. Oh, I've done an auction before. Yeah, I did. Christ I did. Almighty. I have done that. Yeah, and no one bid on anything. I did an auction at a golf club in Suffolk, and people have donated ridiculous prizes. It, honestly, good or bad? Good. One of them was a charity auction. It's like, right, we've got a two-week stay in Antigua in a luxury <laughs> villa. Let's start the bidding at two and a half grand. It was like a Thursday night in a golf club. And everyone was like, I didn't come down here to spend two and a half grand on a fucking holiday. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, no one bid on it. No. One of them was a signed... Oh, I wanted it. It was a signed like, Lewis Hamilton's crash helmet. I was like, who the fuck's going to bid for that? It was like, you know, a couple of grand or something. I've had a similar thing before, yeah, where it was like a box at Wembley or something like that, and it's a 750 quid value. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're yeah, like, they're like, come on, so it's for a good cause. And people are like, charity auction, I thought it'd be like, you know, a wicker basket full of like toffee apples or something. I don't do many. Oh, that. the old famous wicker basket of toffee apples. <laughs> like the wicker apple. You have to burn it for a fertility ceremony. So we're both, I had a quite a decent gig, actually. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy that gig. Uh, Burgess Hill's a lovely place. Is, is that sarcastic? No. Oh, is it? Yeah. Everyone there was very, uh, they were very, uh, like, he said, he goes, I go, this conservative club. He goes, yeah. I go, is it like conservative area before the gig? And he's like, oh, yeah. It's blue round here. Oh, he's going, oh, yeah. So. It's blue round here. We all voted Brexit. I was like, right. Cool. But, um, well. but yeah, I took a picture because they'd, they'd made me laugh. They had all portraits of prime ministers up. And there was just, oh yeah, and there was a portrait of, and for some reason the one of David Car- David Cameron just really made me laugh because it, 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 it like, wasn't long enough ago, because they didn't have everyone. Yeah, it's very strange. They had that like, is Margaret strange. Thatcher, Winston Churchill, like one bloke I didn't recognise, and David Cameron. Those like they had four big portraits up. It just tickled me. It is strange when it's the Prime Minister who's just yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, but not the new one, and not like an ancient one. It was like why him? He went, didn't oh, didn't achieve anything. Yeah, he went a good one, was he? No. Well, none of them were, I suppose, yeah, comrades. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It's like, why is he up there? It just, uh, it just made me laugh. Like performing, in, it's like, quite a big portrait of David Cameron. Very strange. Because he's got a weird little what? face as well. He looks like a sort of parsnip or something, doesn't he? A little parsnip. Well, he Cameron, looks like he would never it. have to shave. He's got like a baby face. I can't imagine he could that's, grow a beard. That's about as political as we're going to get, listeners. That's right. Yeah, David Cameron with your baby face. With your turnip face, your parsnip face. He's got a little parsnippy nose. Unless a man would do something about parsnips and pork, wouldn't they? But Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, right, do you think that's such a bad thing he did? I don't think it happened. Oh, right. Do you think if it did, it was bad? Uh, well, yeah, for a lot of reasons I do. Yeah. Why? Why is it? Well, why is having sexual intercourse with a dead no he didn't head. apparently he just put his dick in his mouth and went oh look at that like a joke yeah I think there's something wrong with you mentally if that's the kind of thing you think's a good idea alright <laughs> <laughs> alright move on uh, fine, fine. Well, well you know I'll glad, glad we got to the bottom of that I'll tell you someone who would never put their Genitals and a dead animal. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> the fine, <laughs> our fine patreons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't because really they're discerning. They're discerning. That's discerning. why they're discerning. They're discerning podcast consumers. How much would you, do you reckon David Cameron would get on Patreon if it was like a monthly he'll put his dick in a pig's mouth? Well, there was that Black Patreon. Mirror episode, wasn't there, where the Prime Minister had to bum a pig? Yeah. Mm. I watched that like about a month ago and I've never seen it to see what the fuss is about and I thought it was shit. Did you? I think Black Mirror's really good. I'm enjoying it. I've I've been slowly watching it. It's like a more, but... It's like a more boring Twilight Zone. That's exactly what it is. But the yeah. Twilight Zone was so good. There's something about the Twilight Zone, it still holds up. It was sort of the way it was shot, it was sort of eerie. Is eerie the word? Yeah. Something about uh, there's some brilliant Twilight Zones. There's the one where Mickey out of Rocky is the book the reader, that's a famous one. 
All you, you want. You know, uh, Rocky, Sylvester Stallone is now older than Mickey was in Rocky. It's weird how you sort of think of some people as old and some people you don't, you don't think, but... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think, yeah, yeah. Like you think Mickey's really... I don't know how to explain it. But older Mickey, people... Mickey's a really a old man, but Rocky people. Balboa... He was fighting just a couple of years ago in, in yeah, Rocky Balboa, chemically wasn't he? Yeah, enhanced, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, he was in the one where he was like, he loved reading books, and then he, uh, he worked in the bank, and he goes in the uh, vault to read a book and falls asleep. And when he comes out, I think there's been like a neutron bomb and everyone's dead, because he hates people. So then he just goes down the library, and he's like, yeah, he gets, like, he's really happy that he can just read books all the time, doesn't have to do anything. And then he, he it's a good idea. and then like as he's walking up the steps, all happy, drops and treads on his glasses. And they can't read yeah. anymore. Is that how it ends? Yeah, that was it. That was the whole thing. What a tragic tale. I loved it. There was that one. Oh, the best one. Uh, did I, I've, I've said on here before. I, I wrote a Twilight. Well, I, I plotted out a Twilight episode when I was younger. The one about the president. Remember, I told you about it on here. Yeah, yeah, it's good, I wasn't remember. it? it I can't remember, but oh yeah, with the nuclear something to no aliens, stuff. aliens, aliens. So those who haven't heard it, right? There's an inauguration with a new president's won by a landslide. It's perfect. It's everything right. And in the middle of his inauguration, a secret service man comes up to him and whispers, "Mr. President, we've got to cut the inauguration short. We've got a crisis going." So everyone's still cheering. He's literally just been. It's like the day has been, you know, just one. So he goes to this secret underground bunker at the bottom of the White House. It's all like panic stations, like in the war room, and there's aliens, spaceships that, you know. And they're trying to communicate and they're getting closer to Earth, they're getting closer to Earth and they're saying, you need to decide. I know you've only just got it, but it's, it's down at you. Shall we like nuke them? And the president says, no, don't nuke them. They'll probably come in peace after loads of deliberation. And then the aliens come down and start like killing everyone. And then it turns out that president was one of the aliens like in a suit. It's a lovely, lovely idea and possibly true. Possibly based yeah, yeah, on yeah, truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, that's what it was. Like an alien pretended to be the president. Okay. Infiltrated. Infiltrated. And demilitarized the free world and we get invaded that was my and i wrote that when i was about 11 that will listen up in a couple of years time when we're making pranks and Firth the movie that's the plot yeah remember to forget about that twist yeah yeah forget yeah forget like you did ash i can't believe you forgot and how and i tell you what if we do make the movie you know where we'll get the money from my brilliant business loan skills no Patreon. Of course probably. we will. By then, we'll be rolling in it. Well, we're rolling in it already. Are we? How, uh, do we, we get, we, how does it work then? Because we, we don't, I, we don't actually get any money, do we? Yeah, no, you, no, no. There is no money. There's no actual money coming in, mate. Right. So don't you worry about no, that. I'm not worried. There's I trust no, you. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't tear rip you off, would I? No. Tear you a short one. No. Is that an expression? Yeah. No. You wouldn't pinch me. Um, no money actually coming in. So don't you worry about that. Um, but we do need to say thank you to Rhiannon McDonald, who is a flat furfer, $10 a month. And what does Rhiannon get oh, for that? I don't know. <laughs> what does she get, Ash? Why don't you tell us? An extra podcast. Yes. The new Prax of Firth video. And a message of, of her, her choice. choice. The back, back catalogue. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, about it. Yeah, I knew that. And, and we've go got a, we've got a new scummer. Have we? Someone has paid the, I think the low low fee of twenty five US dollars 
to be a scummer. And it is long-time contributor and supporter of the show, Mark Honeybourne. Or as I'm going to start calling him, Mark Honeybuns. Honeybuns. And so thank you now, to both that, of you. Now, for that, I know he gets to come on here and converse with us. He is going to come on and he's going to have a little chat. That's what it means. And converse means that. That's not in make of trailer. And if you want to support the podcast, then you can do so in the following ways. Over to you, Jesse P. You can, old school, go to www.co-fee forward slash pranks and donate increments of $3. Or what you really yep. want to do, just so you haven't got to keep doing that, is you can go into, um, you know, the one, Ash. Go on. Patreon. www.patreon.com. Yep. Yep. Forward slash. Yes. Branks. Yes. And. Yes. Birth. Yes. And donate. And have a look at our tears, tears of two clowns. Do you like that? And you can get yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you can uh, you can get things for it. It says on there what for to do. For one dollar a month, you can get an extra podcast. So if you think that this podcast one a week plus one in the month, so you know sometimes that's five podcasts. If you think that's worth about eighty p of your money, yeah, I can across the be? miles bar. If everyone just did us... at least that. Oh God! If everyone did at least that, I wouldn't. I'd. But you don't get any money. Ever do? You don't get any money from it. No, no. There's no money, mate. It's not about money. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a little African kid, like six months after comic relief, and I'm like, how come Eddie Izzard's driving around in a Bentley and I haven't got any rice? (laughs) Where's it all gone? But listener, uh, just uh, for full clarification clarity listener it, the money literally does keep the podcast going we've yeah. spent the money so far on you storage you give me some money and you just keep coming up with things we've got to pay for storage because the podcast has been growing so much we've exceeded our bandwidth on our podcast hosting when you first start doing a podcast it's free you can host it for free then as soon as the podcast starts to grow they want their little they their little get their big wet so we have to now pay for the podcast to be hosted. We have to pay for the storage on the podcast hosting site. We have to pay for the bandwidth we use every time you download it. That is all now being covered by the fantastic support you've given us. So if you do think this podcast plus one extra podcast plus video content oh, mate, is worth... good content. If if you think just the, the podcast plus the extra podcast is worth like the equivalent of about 80p a month, then please go on to Patreon and do that. If you think having a video content to watch as well is worth about three quid a month, go up to, to become a... Uh, oh, what's that called? Uh, you know, furfa, a flat furfa. furfa. So, Pranks a Million. Oh, I've just realised Rhiannon is a, is a Pranks a Million. Right. Isn't she? Yep. Sorry, Rhiannon, I undersold your brilliant contribution. Thank you so much, everyone who's donating, and uh, thank you, everyone who's thinking about it. And if you and don't, and if you don't, Ash, we've had some new reviews, haven't we? We have had some new have reviews. You got them so, if you don't, if you're tight, go fucker. on to Patreon. Then please, at the very least, leave us a five-star review, but make it a stinker. The worst review. You get to exercise. You get to because I know if you like this, you're probably quite vengeful and misanthropic, and you can say whatever you want. But you got it's got to be five stars, otherwise it doesn't count. Exactly. And we've had some Absolutely. good ones, haven't we? And 
Ambo Man TJ writes, five stars. It's like losing that soggy biscuit, but being relieved it's a custard cream. <laughs> right? That's kind of cryptic, but I like it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But the I know ones like this. Dot dot dash J writes, I wish I was deaf so I didn't have the option of listening to this drivel. Simple. So that's just good. Cutting five stars. <laughs> I like this next that, that was that one was titled Wow. This one <laughs> by Deluxe Man is two blokes talking for too long. Five stars. <laughs> Seriously, it's two white blokes talking about stuff. Who would like this? Listen to seven and couldn't stand it. Why does this exist? Five stars. <laughs> Why do you have to bring our ethnicity into it? I'm not white anyway, not properly. And then the next one puts from a northern monkey, five stars. It's two shandy drinking southern fanny blokes, I'm going to say, that occasionally make me giggle. Yeah, you could have been more cutting, but thank you. It was a decent one. My Ears Hurt, the next one, by Hairy Ape Films. Possibly the worst podcast I've ever listened to. Awful. My head hurts. It's so bad. What were they thinking? Do not listen. Do yourselves a favour and just give up on podcasts altogether. Five stars. Lovely. See, that's that's I the caliber. Biff Kin Von was uh, the Northern Monkey and Harry Oak Films. I think you said there is a a new one though, Jussie P. That I've just seen. There's a brand new one that has just dropped on there. Gone. Just bloody awful. Five stars. Awful, awful, awful podcast. After listening to 129 of these pods, the desire to hack my ears off with a teaspoon, then burn them with a blowtorch grows. I'll have definitely done it by the time that I get to 200 episodes. Literally just two blokes talking as that god-awful song that I can't stop singing goes. Keep up the good work. That is from page 73. Love it. Brilliant. So keep your terrible reviews coming and uh, send them on there. Five stars, though, but as awful as you want to write them is absolutely fine. We actually got that one. <laughs> we actually got. We yeah, actually cause... got one legitimately bad review, and he gave us yeah. two stars. <laughs> How did, can you bottle it? Well, that doesn't just go one. Why did he give us two? Are you ready, Jussie P, for the game that everyone is talking Shall about? Shall I just sing my jingle? Because we're not going to get round to. Uh... Uh, recording it. No, nope. oh, I've gone. I've gone a bit shy. When I've just got, I've gone from full bravado to a little bit shy in this in the space of a sentence. Okay. So maybe I won't sing it. Lovely. I'll tell you what. I'll record it on my phone and we'll drop it in now. It's the game that everybody's playing. It's time for a round of snob or scum. It depends on the words you grew up saying. Is it a pool of chism or a blob of cum? And there's no better way to and if you go to mow the lawn or cut your grass And in your class you'll be staying You're quite simply a snob or scum So, here we go From at C41Solution Or C41%Solution um, Snob or scum So this is, just to give a quick, if you're a new listener I know we've got a lot this week actually um, uh, The th- different things that people call things So it's all explained uh, in the jingle snob- that you just heard. So, yeah, if you're a snob, you call it one thing, blah, blah, blah. So, boys and girls or lads and lasses. See, that's quite a good one, but I maybe actually, a northern song. Yeah, I actually had one when you told the story about the gig and it occurred to me. Guy or bloke. Yeah, that's good. Because you said guy, you said there was a guy in the gig and I thought I would have said bloke. 
correcting you. You would have. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it? Girl, sorry, what was that one? one? Girls and boys, or boys and girls, or lads and lasses? Is that not Northern Southern? But yeah, I think obviously it could be. Yeah, I think snob is boys and girls, isn't it? Yep. That's like children's uh, kids. Jaws nineteen, Again. our old old friend of the show, he said the place where the land meets the water that you go on holiday. Hmm. Oh, I got it. Is it seaside or coast or beach? Yep. I'd say seaside. Yeah, I'd say seaside. Off to the coast. Yeah, yeah, posh. good one. He's good, isn't he? He's good. got a hang of this one. Richard Miller has come in with an old classic, squash slash cordial. Mm. We have had that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Jeff Vader, who is one of the key contributors to Snob or Scum every week. Um, you're eating something. What are you doing? Oh. To, to sort of break it down Chewing. with your teeth. Chewing, not masticating. Oh, no, that's a bit medical, but yeah. Yanis Bremer comes up with you keep ignoring my prostitute one. What is it? Yes, we do, Yanis. What is it? Yes, we do. Oh, well, I've got to say, Yanis, glad you got the all clear with the uh, medical issue. Yeah, good on you, Yanis. Hey, I've got one. Uh, a piece of material that you would, you would tie over your clothes to stop it getting dirty if you were cooking. Uh, an apron. Well, I think this is, I think this might be the most. Did you say pinny? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's apron or pinny, which is short for pinafore. Now I think yeah. pinafore's posh, but I think a lot I think a lot of people would be on the fence about which one's posh and which one's scum. I don't think that's cut and dry, that one. Pinny, I'd say, is posh. I would as well, but I think some people would say pinny's not. That's snob, and some people would say apron's scum, I think. Okay. Do you see, right, do you see so that's I a bit can... of a grey area, that one? I come up with two. I do. Um, you live in... Uh, the place that you live... Uh, that you've got neighbours upstairs and downstairs on either side of you. What do you live in? Flat. Yeah, not an apartment. No, yeah. Yeah, and the other one I thought of, uh, you're going for a break with the family, maybe on an aeroplane. Where are you, What are you doing? Holiday. Not vacation. Is that American? Okay. Oh, I think people would still say it. Yeah. Um, and Carl Solomons, who's at Carlos El Prez on Twitter... He has come up with a few really good ones, I think. Right, what you're setting the table for a meal. What are you putting either side of your plate? Knife and fork. Knife and fork, not cutlery? No, I'd or say tableware. knife and fork. It's knife and forks. Yep, knife and forks. Get the knife and forks out. I wouldn't say cutlery. Okay, uh, you're oh, preparing... Another one. What's the, what, if I said go get the round discs to eat off, you would say go get the... Coasters? No, to eat off. Oh, plates. Not crockery. No. Good one. Um, okay, so right, you're getting all of your things ready that you might put on the food. Mm-hmm. What are they? Condiments. Oh, you're a snob! Yeah, but I can't think of the other words. Sauce. Sauces. Yeah, salt and pepper's a condiment. Get your sauces. I uh, know, I think you just say get your sauces and that encompasses all those condiments. Okay. Bef- you're eating a meal out, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine such a thing. It's not all weather spoons, and there's going to be a sort of uh, um, uh, 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 there's going to be a course before the main course. What is that called? Starter. Starter, not an entree. Yeah, and pudding and desserts a good one. Yeah, well, I, good. I, I can't believe go, we would, never thought of that. I would even go afters. Believe... Yeah, I'd go afters. Um, yeah, he's come up with right, a couple was... others that we've had. Okay, right, you are. You're in, you're in McDonald's, yeah. but there's a lot of people in there. Mm. You're waiting to get served. What are you in? 
queue. You're in the queue. What about the line? I feel that's American. Wait, I had to wait online, they say, in American accent. Okay, you can't see very well. Mm-hmm. You've got something on your face to help you. What are you, what are you wearing? Glasses. Not spectacles? Spectacles. No, I would never you say are... spectacles. I, I think real stuff would be a monocle. <laughs> Why did posh people yeah. only have one bad eye? Was that like a war thing? Yeah, they had a bit of uh, inbred bit eye of money, a bit of a bit of expensive breed went in their eye, something like that. Did I do that? Um, I, I did the car one, didn't I? Did I do that last week? Motor, the ha- the the lever by the ha- gear stick to stop you rolling, handbrake or parking brake. Did I say that one on the air? I can't remember. You text me. You text me. Yeah. Okay, that one. Yeah, the handbrake, parking brake, parking brake. Yeah, that one. That is good. Listener, that is it. That's another week done. Yay. Another podcast ready for you. The 130th episode. Can I just say, I'm in day two. I'm not drinking. Um, well, I heard you asking your wife to go and yeah, get some beers. Gone. But... I'm going to go now, but this is my second day of not drinking. <laughs> but it will not end now. Yeah, not Up drinking. till now. I'm about to go and get some beer as well. I can smell my, I can smell what my pregnant girlfriend has got cooking downstairs, and I like it. You're like the South End version of the Rock. Very much so. Uh, listener, thank you for all your support. Please tell a friend, retweet, keep your snobs and scums coming. Bad and reviews. I love the bad reviews. Yeah, the reviews are brilliant. Please tell people about the podcast. Go on and uh, use the hashtag snob or scum, and yeah. Uh, we'll read them all out. Anything you send to us, we read out. We're absolutely loving it at the moment. Thank you so much, Justin Panks. Yes, Ash. I can't wait to speak to you again. I know. I'm missing you already. See you later. Bye. Bye.